This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On Today. Today we are going to polish up our intuition. You know, intuition, it's not new. Our grandmothers and great-grandmothers had all sorts of practices to harness their inner knowing. And one woman who knows a lot about that is Vanessa Cordonio. She's a healer, she's a hypnotist, and she can help you sharpen your intuition. Where do we start, Vanessa? First, it's important to know that there's so many different ways to sense or feel or experience intuition. A lot of times we read articles, we watch videos, or see information that says, the gut feeling, the little voice. Well, not all of us have a gut feeling. Like, I've been doing psychic work for over 20 years. I do not have a gut feeling. I hear, I feel, I sense, I know. And so know that our intuition communicates with us in a different way. So the first step would be to take time to understand what is your way of receiving energetic information or picking up information from the environment. And for most of us, we would know. We were like, wait a minute. I did feel like something inside me was telling me not to go to that party and then I went and didn't walk out. Or, oh, I got a terrible, like, little twist in my belly when I went in for that interview and then I took the job and then I was like, it was miserable. And so most of us, if we think about it, we're like, wait, yeah, there was a time where I got a feeling, a sense, a knowing. So first, we have to get clear on how we receive information. And two, once we get clear, it's important to take some time out, even if it's five minutes, even if it's when you're in your car, right, and waiting for someone, maybe. Maybe when you're in your shower. Whatever it is, those five minutes that are yours to breathe, really connect to our breath. And sometimes just ask, you know, what do I need to know right now? So I think that a lot of us focus on, well, am I, should I get this investment? Should I take this job? Is this going to turn out right for me? Is this relationship going to work out? We need to start with basics. And when we start asking, what do I need to know right now, we bring ourselves into present moment. And that's where intuition really thrives. It doesn't thrive on, oh, what happened yesterday and, you know, all that, or what will happen. Truly, what's happening now? What do I need to know right now? Okay. And once we get aligned into that, so many, so much opens up for us. I love the way you said, pick up information from the environment. Is is all of the environment, where is the information coming from? And that's a great, great question. And it is hard to kind of uh, create that question because is it from within, is it from without? And I'm saying, it's, and I think it's from both. So if people are spiritual who are listening or people believe in a higher power, intuition, I would say to them, is your divine gift to receive information from a you know higher power while we're sensing a deeper wisdom. If somebody says to me, I'm pure science, Vanessa, I do not, I do not believe in anything, any higher power. Well, we're made of energy. And so we are constantly sending and receiving energetic information. And so I believe it is both. There's a higher knowing that's happening within us. And we're also picking up information. For example, a higher knowing would be, what do I need to know right now about myself as I go into interviews for finding a new job or a new career? Well, I need to know right now that 
uh, let's just say, I'm throwing this out there as an example, that I've been to a lot in the past, that I shut my mouth and I didn't speak up when I needed to. And so moving forward, I need to make sure that when I go into an interview, that I'm very comfortable from get-go, right? So that's what you need to know right now. Right. Now, picking up from the environment would be you walk in, you're very grounded, you're breathing, and you're like, ooh, I do not feel good here. Something's going on, and I already know from my own intuition that in order for me to keep evolving and be happy in my life and my work, I need to have a certain type of environment. Same goes with a relationship, buying a car, buying a house, going into a new business. We need to check in with ourselves, and then we need to read into as we walk in to really listen. Yeah. And I would say that as women, you know, men and women, as women, you know, we're not taught to honor our knowing, even though they say there's women's success and the mother's knowing and, you know, women's knowing. And we need to because in this world where it's like facts rule, or they have for a long, long time, there's ways of picking up information that we can't prove and yet we can see that there's an impact when we follow through on what we're being guided into. Yeah. So, yeah. But, Vanessa, how do you say your last name? Cadornu. <laughs> I should have asked earlier. I'll edit that out. Cadornu. Uh, we're, talk- <laughs> we're talking to Vanessa Cadornu, and we're talking about intuition and all kinds of wonderful things. I love how you say that not everybody has the little voice or not everybody has the gut feeling. Why is it that we all experience intuition differently? We're different, right? And so I can walk into, like, I walk into a room with my fiance, and I pick up clues on people and information, and he might have noticed the delicious food on the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, I may have ignored the food completely, right? And so we're all different, geared and wired to um, just light up at different things. Uh, there are some people who see images. There are people who hear words. Uh, I had it, so we're all different. So obviously, we're going to pick up information differently. We're going to experience intuition differently, and I think that it also speaks to our own um, to what we need to receive. Sometimes people are so overly focused. And, oh, I want to see stuff. I want to see it. I want to see it. What happens is that they don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the thing is that then there are people who are like, oh, I always see stuff, but I don't understand it. I wish I could just hear someone saying something to me inside of me, like something, don't do that, do it. Right. And so we, we receive information differently. What I found through teaching, like my eight-week class, my eight-month, actually it's eight-week class, two-month, eight-week um, classes is that once we start to just show up, right, which happens anywhere, right? we show up to the gym, we work out, we get stronger. Once we show up to practicing and listening or connecting to it, it will get stronger across the board. We're talking to Vanessa Cadornu, and you also are a hypnotist. Can you use hypnosis to help improve intuition? Absolutely, and I love to. So many hypnotists now, the way we're trained, and I think we should be trained this way, is clinical, right? So I've been trained clinical, like as a clinical hypnotist, and that means that we're trained in proven methods, like research-based. Hypnosis can help anxiety, depression, so many different things, trauma. At the same time, hypnosis is a way for us to tap into resources. We all know that we don't use most of the brain. Right? We use like, what, I don't even know, 15%, 10%. So there's such, there's so much untapped territory. So when we relax our body, when we go into the space of deep relaxation, we can access parts of ourselves 
that normally we cannot. And so that's actually one of the things that I do in my training is that I guide people into meditations and they're not really meditations. They're like hypnomeditations. I call them hypnomeditations. And I guide them in and I help them release any fear. A lot of different people, different cultures, they carry fear around intuition. You know, it's been demonized. It's like the dark, the unknown, witches. I mean, now there's a resurgence of Buhas and witches. People are more open to um, alternative healing methods and more shamanic practices. But in the past, and even in Christian cultures and other, you know, I'm, I'm Latina, so Catholic people are interested, we're open, but there's also that great-great-grandmother that was super Catholic that's like, no, do not listen, that is not. And so in hypnosis, I can use that to help keep people release any trauma they have over their intuition, or they were told they were crazy, or that's not real, or that's the devil, or whatever it was, so they can just say it is now safe. I need to listen, hear, receive my intuition. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking to my intuition all day. Like, it's my best friend. And this is something, you know, when I get people who come in for my classes, a lot of them are like, I'm not intuitive, I'm not intuitive. And then they find out that they're super intuitive. But I would say it's like, you know, the eagle has this beautiful, like, uh, wingspan, and it's flying high. And it's not like, I'm so cool, I have these big wings, and I fly so high. Most of us are running around using our intuition to some level. But we're not, we're not like, oh, it's so cool, I'm using it, because we don't even know, because we're just doing it. Right. You know, you find some very successful people, and you ask them, well, how did you know to invest like, I just knew it. But, but did you have a research? Did you have a number? No, nope, I knew it. A lot of people are using it. They're just not even aware that they're using it. You mentioned something, uh, and I think you said uh, when you were talking about uh, intuition and reclaiming, did you say bruja? Did you oh, yeah, say yeah, bruja, which is Spanish word for witch, yes. What is that about? So, I mean, I think in the 70s and 80s, a lot of feminists were reclaiming the word witch, right, which means is like tapping into our intuition, our sensuality, our sexuality, our empowerment. And so Bruja has been coming up lately a lot in the Latinx culture, the Latinx communities, and that is young Latinos, right, coming up, I think, maybe even 35 and under. And what we're doing, I mean, I'm older than that, but what we're doing is reclaiming a part of our culture that was lost or maybe went underground, maybe not completely lost, I'd say, during colonization. We're talking hundreds of years ago, right? But when, you know, Christianity came in, Catholicism came into our countries in Latin America and throughout, um, we were told that our shamanic practices were witchcraft or we were told that they were bad or even just healing. Like, we, are, many of us know that if you have a stomach ache and it's nothing serious, you can take peppermint oil it can help, right? For right. some things, depending. Well, that's something that, and in Europe people did this and throughout the world, we had our little herbal gardens. And so those practices that we did of meditation, of trance, of intuition seeking, of midwifery, right, helping bringing children to the world, were all labeled brujeria or witchcraft or something that's not natural, right, abnormal. And so I think there's a movement now where we're really embracing cleansing ourselves, right, using an egg. It's called Olympia, and like we, we meditate on it, and we ask the egg to cleanse us, and we cleanse ourselves of negative energies. Wow. And it's the same with people who use crystals. Or, and so we're reclaiming that which went underground probably hundreds of years. And I mean, I grew up in it. I grew up in a very spiritual South American family. Um, we didn't call it brujeria to, you know, be exact. A lot of people are afraid of that word because, like, witchcraft, the spells. But the truth is, aren't we all creating spells every day when we're like, oh, I'm not good enough, or I can't do that? I mean, 
the words that we repeat become a reality. Mm. So as a lot of Latinx culture embraces this, they're also, I guess, creating their own spell of healing, right? I think many, many, many cultures have had their version of this. I can think of my Italian grandparents and great-grandparents and the rituals that they would do with, you know, olive oil and a potato and and somebody's uh, piece of somebody's hair and, you know, predicting what birth, what sex the baby was going to be or taking away maloiki, evil eye, you know. So uh, wonderful that you are reclaiming that. All right. I also see in the many, many things that you do um, that you are a past life regressionist and an age regressionist and a lives between lives oh my goodness uh, regressionist that's a lot to deal with what's an age regression though I don't know what that one is well that's where there's someone who comes to me and says there's um there's a time in my life where I don't remember or let's say that, and they want to unearth it, we literally go back into that time. So the person's in hypnosis, and we, I say, go back to the time where you don't, from before you do, from before, from before the time you don't remember, right? Before when you still had memory, and the person might pop up and be four years old. And they're literally in the chair, you know, on the phone with me on the video. No, I don't want to talk about it. You know, they're literally four years old. It also is really... It's powerful for healing a mindset or a belief that got ingrained during a traumatic event mm. where, I mean, sadly, I have had, I have had clients who, let's say, one of their parents, I mean, I've had clients where parents got murdered or killed or in an accident in front of them. And since then, they have this unconscious belief that they're no good, that they can't do it, that they're not good enough. And so they're having issues at work and family. And when they come to me, we unearth that it happened in that moment when they couldn't save or help the parent because they were too little. And just this unconscious belief came up, even that young, to say, because I couldn't help them, I'm no good, I can't do this, like this life. It's very sad because it just impacts them. And while we go back and we're able to, I'm able to connect them to the truth that they did all they could, they were only four or five or whatever they were, and or ten, um, and that their parent was already beyond saving, when the ambulance came or whatever happened, they're able to release it. They're able to really cry and now suddenly become the child instead of thinking that they should have been adult enough to handle the situation. The truth is even adults can't say whether adults during certain, you know, situations and accidents and attempts at murder or whatever it may be. And so age regression can really help us to take us back to that point where unconsciously we, we adopted an energetic pattern that's affecting our lives now. Take us back to a time in our lives when we, we adopted an energetic pattern that's affecting our lives now. This this energetic pattern keeps coming up in this show, and I think we're all starting to understand it a little bit more now. Where something happens, it's imprinted on you, and you sort of use that as your operating system, even though it could be all wrong for you. And you talk about some really dramatic events, um, you know, in terms of age regression, but you could use age regression for... I don't want to say everyday trauma, but, you know... Totally, totally. Being bullied, being bullied, um, the time when you went on the date and the guy never showed up, you know, and now everybody will leave you after that. People will, you know, it's an unconscious thing. We don't consciously know that that's happening. We just think, I have bad luck in love, (laughs) right? But that one person who didn't show up that day uh, suddenly now becomes, like you said, an operating system. And so it's... 
yes, we could use it for everything. And honestly, I've used it for myself even to create my business online, to be able to step up and be more vocal. I was used to being somebody behind the scenes. And so we can use it to up-level in our businesses, to embrace parts of ourselves that we're like, no, I don't do that. I'm behind the scenes. I don't speak publicly. You know, there's just different spaces of ourselves that we haven't just, you know, uncovered yet. Yeah. You used to be behind the scenes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's funny because now one of my hobbies before the pandemic was improv, by the way. So every weekend I would work during the week and then on weekends I would be on stage with um, my teams and we'd do a musical improv or, and that was great to relax. But for a long time I was behind the scenes. I was doing support work and manager managing work in, um, in corporate. And so I wasn't somebody that was up front and center. And healing work really is behind the scenes. Right. Right? If you're working with someone to help release your sexual trauma so they can actually get pregnant, right? And that space, that area that has, that has caused, I hope, so much pain now is released. Many people are not going to go on a video and be like, oh, I have sexual trauma and I work with this person and they now help me release it. They might say, great person, work with them, right? And so you, as a healer, as a teacher, sometimes you are a little behind the scenes but things are changing with social media right yeah so so all the while you were in the corporate world because you've been doing what you in terms of yeah. your spiritual work you've been doing this for decades so so your spiritual work you were you were the corporate lady wearing the suit and yeah. then this is what you did when you went home totally totally uh i have to say that so i started young like 16 um reading my parents friends when they realized i was giving them really good advice for their business but i knew nothing and then I stopped because I'm like, I'm a teenager. I'm already the eldest daughter. I need to have some fun and not think about the world's issues and people's problems at this age. And so I went out and I remember that people, I remember I met somebody who was a psychic and she said to me, she goes, you are not who you look like at all. And I was like, what do you mean? I was dressed in my little black suit, my little hair pulled back. It was just like, you know, manicure, the whole thing, the black stockings, the four inch heels, whatever it was, or three inch heels. And she's like, at home, you've got the candles lit, you're meditating, you've got no makeup on, you have this gown on, you're like a total priestess at home. Like, And I was like, oh my God, somebody sees me through my suit. Right. And she said, someday you will step into a lifetime, you're going to create a life in this life where you can be all that you are. And that just, I mean, brought me so much joy. And I think many of us are doing that now. I think that many of us are realizing we don't have to be the artist on the weekend or the healer on the weekend or whatever, or the writer on the weekend, that we can incorporate more of who we are no matter what we do during the week. Integration, integration, right? Bring it all in. Bring it all in. And and that takes a lifetime. Now, where did you do improv? In the city? So I fell in love online, and I wound up leaving New York City and moving to Pennsylvania. So <clears throat> improv, I do. I used to do before pandemic. Uh, Harrisburg, Harrisburg Improv Theater. Okay, you must have really been in love to leave New York. You know it, sister. <laughs> <laughs> I am such a New Yorker. I am so. I mean, um, I grew up in Queens, and I I really debated my parents so I could go to high school of the arts. So I was in Manhattan at thirteen on subways and lived there and my whole life. I fell in love. I dated a lot. I did a lot of hypnosis and a lot of mindset clearing and all that. And um, then I met him, and he happened to live four hours away. So I was like, okay, uh, let me be open. And um, it's been very interesting. And 
I was still, you know, I was still kvetching about the lack of the food that I love. I mean, there's so much variety that you can just walk to in New York City where I live. Right. And I don't have that where I live now. But I'll say that during the pandemic, I was grateful. Yeah. <clears throat> grateful for the space, grateful for having a veggie garden in the back, um, grateful for a lot. So yeah. there are different phases and places and... You know, I think that we need to go with the flow. Sometimes we want what we want. We want it to look a certain way. And, you know, I believe in a higher power, but our higher self, higher power, our life, our journey has different packaging for us that hold different lessons. And you are in Pennsylvania now. Uh, Speaking of the pandemic, just briefly, if you can speak about it briefly, the, the... I've said this, I've said it before on this show, we are experiencing global trauma. There's the trauma that's all around us, and then there's the knowledge of the trauma that's ha- happening far away from us, that I don't know if our little brains are equipped to hold all this trauma. Um, I, I think you would do well to help people just use uh, use some self-hypnosis or hypnosis with you to, to release what we've all been through up to this point. Absolutely, and that's what happened, you know, uh, we're absolutely, and, I, and I've been so, so, so busy, I finally got away with the last two days a little bit, uh, because I've been offering a reduced price in hypnosis, uh, because many people are at work and struggling, and so much trauma has come up, um, even ancestral trauma, present trauma, uh, I thought I could trust my career, now I can't, uh, I can't pay my rent. Um, my lifestyle has completely changed, or also a lot of deaths. I think for two months I was writing um, seven times a day, like, you know, my deepest condolences. I was, like, giving people my condolences seven times a day for two months. Now it's slowed down. So one of the things that I would suggest to people, and I have, is to maybe journal some of the emotions to allow yourself to express them and not bury them. And then to just go back into your breathing, like self-hypnosis, dropping into your breath. You know, we have a lot of what we need in order to heal. Um, Sometimes we just may not know enough or don't have all the information. But we do have our bodies. We have our heartbeat. We have our breath. We can drop into that breath, right, and just really go deeper. Because anxiety and stress makes us breathe the top of our chest. And so if we breathe really low in our belly. And just even a simple mantra, you know, it is not safe for me to be here. That's been a very just powerful one because a lot of folks have it. And then compiled with Black Lives Matter, compiled with a lot of the Me Too, compiled with all of the, you know, uh, violation of children and young women. It's just a lot, a lot of trauma. And so journaling is a very positive thing that we can do for ourselves, gives us time to ourselves. And I believe that the pandemic is a really deep invitation for all of us to review our priorities and to get down to basics, right? So in a way, for me, I know a lot of healers even online who didn't really work during this time because they felt traumatized. For me, it was like, okay, I've been training my whole life, let's go. It was like I went right. in even fuller, bigger, and I was really happy. I was like, good, I've been doing this my whole let's go. And I can say that because I've been online eight years, I was already prepared to manage what that space looked like. The truth is that we're all looking at, like, how are we going to live? Tons of people are leaving New York now if they can, or the bigger cities, uh, or trying to, or having to. So one of the things that I can offer, because, you know, this is a whole other topic in itself, right, Casey? Mm -hmm. One of the things I would offer as a mindset support or shift is we are more adaptable than we can imagine. 
we exist today because our ancestors have, you know, crossed the Bering Straits and gone moved through, you know, the world throughout hundreds and maybe thousands of years. And so we are more adaptable than we know. We're more resourceful than we know. And the truth is, nothing really was as stable as we thought it was. It just seemed that way, right? Because it's already been a generation or so where people are not even staying at the same companies for 30 or 40 years till they retire. Already things have been changing. And so we're going to be dealing with a lot of change and being invited to be with ourselves. We can't run off and go to the bar and hang out with people, mm-hmm. you know, which or go to improv theater like I used to, or do all the things that we used to do. It's a time for us to look deep within and like, what do we really want? How do we move forward? And to give ourselves the extra sleep we need, really good food to nourish us and to get to basic techniques like breath and self-hypnosis, essential oils, yoga, exercise, movement to move this trauma through. And move that trauma through. That's Vanessa Cordonu. She would love to work with you. You can find her at thebizbruja.com. Bruja, I learned a new word today. That's the B-I-Z-B-R-U-J-A.com, thebizbruja.com. She's also all over social media. Give a look for her, Vanessa Cordonu. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope to see you soon. Come to the market at Mount Carmel Sunday mornings. Yoga out on the lawn at 10 o'clock. Visit Casey.co for more. Our thought for the day is from Albert Einstein, who said, The intuitive mind is a sacred gift, and the rational mind is a faithful servant. We've created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. Go. Use your intuitive gift. See you next week. Shine Up. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.